This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Justin Davis. Scoop. Sam Claiborne. Hiya, Damon. And Mark Medina. I'm here, Damon. Death Stranding 2. Let's go, baby. <laughs> yep. And as soon as uh, Death Stranding 2 came on at Sony State of Play, I was like, we got to get Mark on this, uh, on this episode. <laughs> we'll be talking about, uh, we got a great show for you this week. A uh, really good State of Play, in my opinion, uh, aired yesterday uh, with lots of games mm-hmm. that I want to play. We'll talk about that. And then I've, I've also started playing both Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, and Tekken 8. I can share some thoughts yeah. on that. But first, Justin... What's going on with IGN Plus right now? I, th- I hear there's some sort of fabulous <laughs> deal if you sign up for IGN Plus. Oh, man. It's so uh, what great timing for you to ask, Damon. Uh, yeah, no, if you don't know, IGN Plus is our premium subscription service. As IGN employees, we get it for free. It's actually super nice. It makes our game guides even better. Uh, you get a lot of use out of them. You get to browse IGN ad-free. But we also give away free games, free Steam keys. And we are giving away a Steam key to Hellcard right now, which... Damon, I was not super familiar with this game ahead of time, but I've been doing some research on it. It looks like a Damie game and a Justin game. Okay. Um, Hell, Hell Card is sort of like Slay the Spire. You have a deck of cards, but then it's like tactical combat, like top-down tactical mm. combat, and your cards let you mm. cast different spells and do stuff like that. So It's just out today, actually, and the uh, reviews on Steam are very positive. Mm-hmm. Remember how we used to give away codes by just saying them on the air and then some lucky person <laughs> would put them in? Yep. Or that was 10 years ago or so. I know. I missed Time that. was. We, we still rarely like get codes like that to give away anymore, but that was always fun. Mm-hmm. Or it was always fun mm-hmm. to like, post them, with like, but like not post the final character, and just everyone had to try and guess yeah. what the final character mm-hmm. was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> this is Hellcard that we're seeing here. Uh, yours for free if you are on IGN+. Okay. State, Stony State of Play, first one of the year. I thought this was a good one. How did everyone else feel yeah. about this? 
Oh yeah. I thought it was great. All right. Well, we're in agreement there. Well, I mean, Death Stranding <laughs> it just is my Death Stranding Two is now my most anticipated game period. Wow. The, okay. uh, the, the the little hands that like wrap around. <laughs> yeah. are, it's so. Dude. It's like. No one else on Earth but Kojima would ever even <laughs> attempt and would dream up something like that. I want little hands like that to feed me Cheetos yeah. while I play video games. Yeah, it's helping her smoke cigarettes <laughs> yeah. and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. So that that trailer was just full of bullshit, and I yeah. love it for that. But like honestly, as soon as I saw it, just like you know this this little guy with a backpack trying to scrabble up a wall and like go on a go on a like a trek across the desert, I love Death Stranding. I love yeah. that game. I love the walking simulation. I'm here for it. I want mm-hmm. more of that. I I'm ready. To, I thought you were talking about the little man, the little marionette <clears throat> man that's, that's animated on like part, the half steps. It's part of the bullshit. <laughs> I love it. I love the animation on that without the cells. It was yeah. great. But yeah, I, yeah. I want to play the game. I want to like truck stupid stuff to people and, and say hi to them and run away. I yeah. love it. My my favorite thing in the uh, just the favorite comment I don't remember who tweeted it so I unfortunately can't credit them but it was uh, <laughs> it was Troy Baker in the Joker makeup with the guitar mm-hmm. gun and they're like they're like oh good I was worried Death Stranding two would be normal. <laughs> <laughs> this scene is so definitely not. This scene is so awesome. I only played a little of <laughs> Death Stranding. Is this character in the first game? Yeah, it's the main like antagonist. Oh my! I, I had no idea. This is so cool, and I, it's I'm just guessing yeah. that it's Troy Baker, right? It is. He didn't look like that, though. He didn't have, like, clown makeup on. He had a mask on, and then eventually he takes it off, and guess what? He looks exactly like Troy Baker. Was was he the (laughs) army man that you fight in the Vietnam part? No, no, that's uh, that's what's his name. That's Mads Mikkelsen. That's right. That was Mads. That's right. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I I, got to say, like, the characters and stuff are basically in one ear out the other for Death Stranding for me, (laughs) but I enjoyed it all. I enjoyed it. I'm not saying I thought it was, like, corny as hell and really funny and stupid mm-hmm. and weird i loved it love everything about it yeah yeah this this trailer you get to see fragile you get to hear guillermo del toro's character and then <laughs> and then higgs but i was most excited we we l fanning had was like her pictures of her were the ones that that revealed that this game was even happening but they haven't shown her yet and they they finally showed her in this trailer and i was very happy because i love it just it was just yeah. her though right just straight up just a She's not. It's like the Margaret Qualley character, right? It's just like a complete reproduction of her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You see her at the end. She's the blonde lady, and it's just it's just mm. L fanning. Yeah, mm. I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I assume she's a grown up BB. Um, but oh, they, they refuse that the, to acknowledge that's, that's that. The, that's your speculation. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I also speculate that she'll eventually become the playable character because. Uh, up until now, Sam's hair has been gray. This is, you know, and yeah, now we're I seeing it. That, he's yeah. looking more normal. So mm. I think I think everything in this trailer is probably the first like couple hours. Mm. What then, about the blue people I, though? I don't know why they're avatar. I don't know why they're they're <laughs> Nazis for some, at, at one point. I thought it was like, is this Kojima being like, hey guys, I really want to show this game, but it's not fully rendered yet. And, but no, in the next scene, they're rendered. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what the hell is going on. The there. hair looks so good in this. Just watch the trailer again if you haven't yet and like watch people's hair. It is unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe that stuff. I just Graphics can't believe crazy. we're getting a PS... Uh, this is the first PS5 only game using the Decima engine because Horizon mm. Forbidden West still had to uh, run on PS4. And mm. so this game's going to look insane. The environments look yep. crazy. They look so good. 
And uh, the older gentleman. <laughs> Why, are here... <laughs> <laughs> Why are they blue? Why are they blue? The older gentleman we what see is George, it? director George Miller's face, director of Mad Max and um, yeah. Fury, mm-hmm. Fury Road and, and many other movies. But he's not doing the performance. They just scanned his face into the game, which is. It's just a little strange. It's just like, I want, which, like, which, Kojima's like, I want George Miller though, in the, right? my, but it's just his appearance. You know? Yeah, so in the first game, Guillermo del Toro's in the game, but that's not him. He's just yeah, face scanned. And right. then yeah. uh, the guy who directed that movie, I mean, he's done a lot, but it's like her and yeah. uh, Drive, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn. Yep, yep, yep. He's also face scanned, but it's not, it's not him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. So he, he's just continuing. The same with the puppet. The puppet is like a French director. But he's he just yeah. face-scanned it. And then Alan get, Wake 2 did that. Yeah, I, just, I want to get True. to a point in my career where I'm like, okay, look, I want a puppet, and I want it animated on the twos, and then I want George Miller's face, but not not his voice. Yeah. Face only. <laughs> and then everyone, and then like there's a team of people furiously taking notes, and they're like, mm, yes, yeah. understood. I, lo- I love that the puppet runs at like five frames a second. Yeah, it's, it's great. so good. All- I also love that he puts him on the he does the Mimir from God of War. He goes yeah. to put him yeah. on his like back, and then the puppet's like, No, I don't I don't <laughs> want to do this. And he puts him on the front. <laughs> and then that puppet's a hundred percent there so that when you're in the wilderness, you know, juggling all these boxes around and the game's yeah. all boring, it's just gonna be telling you stuff the whole time. Like it's oh, awesome. It's gonna be so good. Oh, I love the setting too. I mean, they went. I know they're like doing Iceland and Mexico instead of Iceland and America now. I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah, it looks really, really good. I love. I loved the presentation. <laughs> I love this extended trailer, whatever you want to call it. I'll check it out. I only played a couple hours of the first one, like I said, but it wasn't because I hated it. Just like something else came out, and I switched over and never went back to it. So, I'll check this out. It's, or, it's a. V- go ahead. It's a very digestible story if you wanted to just watch like a story so far. Like the story, while it seems very like complicated, it's it's really not. Don't watch a story so far. That is so, so the wrong way to approach this. Okay, fine, Damon. Play 45 hours of Death Strand. That's what you should do. And and I recommend skipping the story. Those are your two I, options. I guess, I guess you have time because I. Uh, no, I like the story in it though. I, I thought I, it actually I like was really this, fun uh, to watch. The black slime cat. Yeah. Slime yeah. Cat. With the wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really hoping for twenty. Look how good that looks. Look how was, good this looks. It really does. It's so awesome. I don't want stuff in my game. I want this. <laughs> yeah. Mark, is this also your most anticipated game now? I probably like. I love Death Stranding one so so much that I the entire time I I had that stress of being like this is gonna be 2024 it's gonna be mm-hmm. and then about halfway through I was like maybe it's not though yeah and then I kind of convinced myself to not be disappointed I it might be come out the same day as as Grand Theft Auto six so we'll have to see oh my god I how know. busy it is. <laughs> <laughs> and and like Nintendo's got to have some kind of games in the future too. Maybe they'll come out the same day as well. I love this scene so much. I, just, I could watch this one over and over. Uh, that's not the <laughs> that's not the only Kojima news we got. He's making uh, some kind of a his next game after this will be a spiritual successor to Metal Gear Solid. Action. Or maybe yeah, it's Fizzent. Fizzent. Yeah, that's the working title. <laughs> Fizzent. Uh, yeah, I mean this I, that sounds awesome to me. Like we just make. This- Make another the Metal first, Gear. Well, and like the if first anyone, announced PS6 game. <laughs> yeah, maybe, dude. No kidding. Yeah. 
if anyone else on earth was like, no, look, it's going to be a game and a movie and it's going to be fashion and music. Anyone else? I'd be like, "Mm," but then Kojima, I'm like, okay, all right. Like, okay, I'm on board. Like that all makes sense. (laughs) I I believe in you. Can you believe Iga and now Iga Igarashi and now uh, Hideo Kojima have both taken their toys and went home successfully? They're just like, okay, Konami, if you don't want to publish our incredibly popular fan beloved series and give us our creative freedom to do so. Yeah. Uh, then we'll just go make them somewhere else. And here they are doing it. It's completely mm-hmm. insane that like, we're not getting, you know, metal gears and Castlevanias because their creators went elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I just don't know how he has time. Cause New he's talking ones, about, I mean. he's talking about death stranding two, which will launch probably late 2025, probably at least towards, you know, closer to summer fall. Uh, and then he's going to start work on Fizzent, but he's also working on Overdose for Xbox, which, of course, they mm-hmm. couldn't talk about in the state of play. Yep, yep. So he didn't get to give any sort of time frame as to, like, mm-hmm. when where Fizzent fits in with that. <clears throat> and that's why I, I wholeheartedly believe that Fizzent is a is a PS6 game, because I, I just don't see how it would make I mean, PS5. He did say, like, they're pretty explicit that, like, you know, look, he's going to work on this game after Death Stranding, right? Like, you know, like. He's going to begin production after Death Stranding. Yeah. So And then, so then I don't think he's probably working, like, you know, like, Overdose is, like, I almost said the B team, which is pejorative. But, like, it's probably not, it's a different team within, you know, Mm -hmm. within Kojima Productions is the vibe that I get. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. He said, uh, Kojima said, in two years, we'll. It'll be his uh, the 40th anniversary of his career in game development, and that he thinks this project Fizzent will represent the culmination of his work. I don't know. Yeah, a game and a movie. His Twitter bio says he makes games, but his body is 70% movies. You know, he's yeah. wanted, he's wanted to make a movie forever. So I mean, like, is it going to be something like um, Quantum? Wait, wait. You Break? said it's his 45th anniversary in making games. 40th, 40th. 40. In two years. So, so he started in okay. So that would be 87. Well, because what he made the first Metal Gear, not for not the Nintendo one, the other MSX, whatever. It's on, yeah, it's on the MSX, yeah. but it would have been eighty, you know, eighty six ish. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, eighty six. Yeah. They're also making a Death Stranding movie, so I'm wondering how like involved mm-hmm. with that, and if they want fan casting for Sam Porter Bridges, I have the perfect person to play. <laughs> <laughs> it looks almost just like him. <laughs> Well, Death Stranding 2 does look great, but another game that I think looks yeah. amazing is Stellar Blade. I just like, <laughs> like it's like one of the best looking games I've ever seen. And that's coming out April 26th. And I thought the, um, so it's like, it's like a character action game. It's gonna be a mixture of combat, but also exploration, probably some uh, like 3D platforming because it's very kinetic, <clears throat> lots of like fast traversal stuff. You get a double jump. But I think the, uh, the, the, the story dis- uh, description is very on the nose and also very familiar sounding. So, in the near future, humanity is driven from the Earth after losing a war against alien invaders called Natiba to reclaim the Earth. The protagonist, Eve, and her squad are deployed from the colony to fight the Natiba and take back Earth. Eventually, Eve meets a survivor named Adam who leads her to mm-hmm. Zion. <laughs> The last surviving human city on Earth is also the plot of The Matrix. Eve then makes contact with the Elder Oracle and establishes relationships with the residents of Zion in order to further her mission to save Earth. And also the residents of Zion call call Eve the Angel. So all very on the nose and very ripped from The Matrix. But also Uh, like near Automata 
as well, like in yeah. style, yeah, 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 kind yeah. of premise. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you, that was almost an ESRB description, but at the end it would be like, butts are exposed. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. swears. Partial, yeah, partial buttocks are exposed. Yeah. <laughs> Character makes crude comment. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I think it looks. I think it looks fun. I'm into it. It looks super good. Um, uh, this is also being published by Sony. So like, Sony. Yeah. I mean, that tells me that Sony Sony believes in this game. Yeah, Sony has a weird year this year because it's like, as far as we know, there's like no first party right now. But when you look at the landscape of what's coming, it's like Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Helldivers, which they're publishing Helldivers, and then they're publishing this game as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's packed. Just what are their studios working on? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point I wanted to bring up. There's also Rise of the Ronin, which is a console exclusive for them. I I also think looks really cool. I saw a lot of people... Saying it looked bad or something, but man, that looks. If you, I don't, maybe Joker can bring up some Rise of the Ronin here, but it's like a 3D uh, action adventure like Assassin's Creed or like Ghost of Tsushima. I think it looks awesome. I thought it looks like an up, it looks like an, uh, a high frame rate PS3 game, though. It's like, oh, a PS3 I think Mitchell game. was saying, it, wow, Mitchell was saying like it looks very Team Ninja, yeah, like which I think makes sense, yeah, yeah, but like this. This stuff looks better, but once it's on the ground, it's like very gray. It is and very, it's very high frame rate, and it's like a little bit low on the res. Uh, like there's just some texture low stuff, and the characters I think you know hmm. move really nice and everything. But like you know, I don't know. I watch this on a big screen. It, it the de- the detail is not there compared to. I mean, when we just came out of Death Stranding and mm-hmm, stuff like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. just like it doesn't yeah. pair well. It's got that like open world neo kind of vibes it's not team ninja but it's like it does kind of look like that it's not very much a mark game because it's more of a souls game than like ghost tsushima is and i'm not great at those but like everything we're seeing here yeah, it looks difficult. like this looks fun to me just you know sneaking around yeah uh infiltrating what the heck? quote unquote outposts i don't know i like how fast it is yeah. you know it doesn't have that slow dark souls roll mm-hmm yeah, I mean, and his whip. I mean, it looks like Sekiro, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It's too packed right now for me to to want to play this game. But I'm sure that I don't want to sound down on it. I'm sure it's people are going to love it. Yeah, it, but it is interesting, as you're saying, Mark. We we have no idea what the next first party PlayStation game is going to be, or when it's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it's nope. just an unusual place to be in. Like, <laughs> They don't. They don't really need them in the first half of this year, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's been those rumors for a long time, and it could just be a Twitter thing about the secret showcase, which is like <laughs> when they were in the heated Activision <clears throat> battle between you know Xbox and and PlayStation. Um, the showcase that they did, as we all know, was like very underwhelming. And the idea was like, well, they meant to, do, you know, they have to do one for shareholders, but they kept it underwhelming because they don't want to show the good stuff yet <laughs> during that trial. Well, the trial's over. They own Activision. So now they can show their stuff. And then they do a state of play and they they don't show anything. <laughs> so like show anything as far as first party goes. So it's it's very strange what's happening i i fully expected a uh, one more thing in it to be ghost of tsushima too because that game like mm. by all accounts should be nearing completion the first one came out in 2018 no so. no 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 there's no way 2020 oh, tsushima yeah 2020 that's probably what i'm thinking but still four years oh, i'm thinking of god of war my bad yeah god of war was 2018 so it's still a long time so what we're looking at in terms of like 
exclusives on, on PS5 and Xbox this year. You've got on PS5 in February of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, in March you have Rise of the Ronin, and then in April you've got Stellar Blade. Then on Xbox in May you've got Hellblade 2, Stalker 2 is in September, and then Indiana Jones and Avowed at some point this year too. So it's like, it's just they've Man. totally flipped. Uh, PS5 has all third-party exclusives, and Xbox has first-party exclusives. Good it's video games. But I want to play. It just sounds like a great year for gaming to me. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds awesome. Do we? I also want to shout out. Uh, we got a longer look at Judas, which is Ken Levine's new yep. game. Um, look, you know, you know uh, the creator of Bioshock, like in System Shock back in the day, like looks mm-hmm. just like it, right? Yeah. Like, but in in the best mm-hmm. possible way, like. You know, I just that kind of, um, uh, you know, first person, I don't, I'm not even quite sure how to describe them, like, but just like psychological shooters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heavy on, heavy on atmosphere. Power um, in your hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's eyes are a little bit big. <laughs> and like, so there's definitely, an, there's a little bit of an element of like going back to the well, right? Like this is just Ken Levine's thing. But like, but look, like I, I, I definitely give that stuff a pass because we're not getting Bioshock games anymore. Like 2K kind of fumbled it yeah. a little bit. And so I'm glad that someone is still here carrying that torch. Um, and so this this instantly shot the game way up my most anticipated list. Nice. Yeah, I think this, look, this looks awesome. It is just a little ironic, though, that like Ken Levine, you know, in, after Bioshock Infinite, which is 11 years old now, I think. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if he left Irrational of his own free will. Or like, what happened to Irrational Games after Bioshock Infinite? I don't remember. Nobody mm-hmm. knows. Okay. Yeah, well, know. anyway, he went on to start a new studio, and it was a smaller team, and supposedly he was going to work yeah. on smaller projects, but then here we are 11 years later, and he's just back to making well, another, another Bioshock. There was... I, mean, I don't even want to say this out loud, because I might be misremembering, but they worked on... I can't remember if it came out or if they worked on it, but they worked on something for years that was more experimental, and... Um, it was like procedural storytelling and, and you know, sort of like mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and I remember seeing some design docs, like GDC presentations about it. And so, you know, again, I don't know the context of like, is that project still around or did it not pan out? But you're right. They're just like, nah, let's just make Bioshock again. <laughs> but that's fine. It looks awesome. And his, yeah. his um, studio is called Ghost Story Games, I believe. But they're owned by 2K, which also <laughs> owns Bioshock. And they're supposedly working on another Bioshock. So I don't know. It's just... Hmm. It's all under the same I didn't know that there was that 2K ownership component. That's weird. It's like, just let him make a Bioshock game. Exactly. Right. <laughs> or maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe it's like, maybe he yeah. won't. You know, like, who knows? He's like, you know, there's definitely an element of like, I said what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember how like Bioshock was revealed as a series of mechanics? It was like, this is a persistent universe and like these big daddies and little sisters will like crawl out and do things. You won't be able to beat the big daddies at first, but here's some ways to beat puzzles and stuff like that is kind of what I hope his legacy is, is like these like shooters where you really have to think a whole lot. And like, I don't really like, you know, I, I, I can't really tell what this game is from what I'm seeing here. Like it, it, uh, that should be what it is, but I still can't tell if it's, it's just going to be like, wow, that cutscene was great. Then shoot a bunch of stuff. Cause that's yeah. fine. That's like Wolf's mm-hmm. Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, I hope there's like something a little bit more to it. Like that persistent world building weirdness in an environment. Cause that's what I like. That's the difference between Bioshock and I don't know. There's what's the Bioshock kind of S game that came out last year. That's Atomic, Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart. 
Yeah. Like the difference there, like Atomic Heart, like you just kind of played through it like a fun, you know, like shootery shooter, you know, but mm-hmm. like Bioshock wasn't really like that to begin with. It was kind of like these areas were interconnected a little bit and yeah. you did, you could go back and like get collectibles and, you know, Infinite kind of did that a little bit more. Like it just, there's just more to it. And I, I hope it ends up being like, man, the highs, the highs of Bioshock Infinite though. So good. Yeah. There's good parts of that yeah. game. The music yeah, I mean, was unbelievable. That's Another a, Troy Baker game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Had some low, <laughs> lower, lower lows than Bioshock, though, in my opinion. Yeah, I, it's like, but, do you do you want to do a racism or is that bad? And then it's like, yeah, mm, yes, we're yeah. giving you a deep message. Like, sure, <laughs> you know, where it's like, Bioshock, look how good this still looks. Bioshock one and two like, actually kind of delivered on the promise of its philosophy a little bit more, in my opinion. This is not a diss on Judas, but like, does Judas look any better than this? <laughs> like, this is just like, it looks great still. It's amazing. It, 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 it's because they're so art focused, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like. The design is, is front and center instead of necessarily. Well, maybe the face. Well, that doesn't better. look so great. <laughs> yeah. I think but those like, environments look awesome. I think like the main Bioshock, the main character of Bioshock, right, is its settings. And I think Rapture was just a much more interesting setting than. That's I, why I forget. I forget what it was called in Infinite. The moment. Columbia? Sorry, yeah. this is a spoiler. A, yeah. This is a spoiler for the end of Bioshock Infinite. That moment when you warp back into Rapture. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So yeah. good. I think, yeah. I think it's a little, it was a little fan servicey though. Cause I think everybody expected it, but it wasn't pulled mm-hmm. off terribly. It was, it was great. great. Yeah. The lighthouses. Yeah. And there's a DLC for, uh, mm-hmm. for this game that takes place all in uh, Rapture again. And it's great. Man, I want to play it Rapture is, for this. Rapture is just such a insane setting for for like the idea of like we don't want to live here, so we're just going to go in the ocean and build a town. Like, what a stupid idea, but it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> what could go wrong? It's, it's so good. Leaks. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. 
Here's a special limited time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription only for our listeners at babbel.com slash gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> Well, speaking of living under the ocean and uh, leaks, we've got news that Dave the Diver is coming to PS5. Nice. That comes in April yeah. with free Godzilla DLC in May. <laughs> so yes, I, will ab- I haven't played Dave the Diver yet. I will absolutely mm-hmm. play it, I guess, in April and May. Cool. Uh, the game yeah. will make you really hungry, so just be careful. Only play it after dinner. <laughs> yeah. I, was the, I was the face model for that guy. Wait, <laughs> so have, you all played, have you all played Dave the Diver? No, I not have, yet. Okay, so I'm the only one. Can you eat Godzilla? That's a. I'm like, That's am I making question. lizard sushi? Like, we're gonna find out. We'll find out together. Because that's what the game is. Well, right? you you like yeah. fish under during the day, and then you run your sushi restaurant in, at night, right? Right. So yeah, the it would seem like everything else in the ocean you're no. catching and and carving up and he, serving to people. Well, that that raises no, no, no. a He's big question be... though because in the light, I just saw Godzilla minus 1 and I have to mm. wonder now is fish <laughs> <laughs> right? No, you thing... guys, Godzilla is going to be a customer. At the restaurant. Oh, okay. I mean, he's bigger than your average fish. I don't know yeah. if you could tell. You're gonna have to feed he kinda him. He kind of comes out of the drink there. There's like a weird a thing in the new body. movie where he's preceded by this one type of mutant fish which you never get a really good look at. And there and that the, the becomes like whenever he shows up, there's like a fish with like, I don't know, like a like a like what is this supposed to be, Damon? Like a blow sack on it or they something? They say it's like a it's deep sea fish. Yeah, it's like it's not yeah. It's something weird that lives. Down it doesn't there. register with me as a reference that I get, but like all these fish always appear, and then Godzilla comes up always from the depths. He's from the bottom of the ocean. It seems like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he has to come up very slowly. Sounds like Godzilla minus one was just a tease for the Dave the Diver DLC. <laughs> yeah, that was just possible. to get people hyped. Yeah. for this mm-hmm. DLC. <laughs> he did have different color spikes, so maybe different Godzilla. Can't tell. Hmm. But Sam, I trust you enjoyed Godzilla minus one. I enjoyed it so much. I'm so happy you got to see it in the theater because it was yeah. the Godzilla parts are like genuinely jarring and scary at parts when he's just like being a big old cat and scratching his claws on buildings and killing a bunch <laughs> of people. Godzilla is like super deadly in this movie. It's kind of crazy. He's really angry. Yeah, he's really angry. And, and if he's not wrecking up the place, he, his like beam is like basically a nuke in this. And it's just mm-hmm. like just kills countless people. Well, I guess they count them up in the movie, but yeah, it's crazy. It's a really interesting it's a really interesting movie. 
And I guess a lot of this is practical effects because it only cost 15 million. It looks like a giant CGI movie the whole time. I don't, I don't know how this movie was possible. Like I want to see a making of this movie. Yeah. Maybe hopefully they'll include some of that on the, uh, the Blu-ray. Yeah. Great though. It was so good. Mark, have you seen this one? Have you seen Godzilla minus one? No. Okay. Have Have you seen any Godzilla movie? Uh, I saw the 1999 Matthew Broderick one. Oh, no. Start there. Start (laughs) there. It'll only get better. (laughs) And then I saw, like, when it first uh, rebooted with, like, Elizabeth Olsen and and Aaron Tyler Johnson. Oh, my God. When the music comes in at the end, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's also just a very Japanese movie, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Like, it's set in a really interesting, sad period and like the characters, as Damon said before, are all interesting. And like the plot of like putting a stop to Godzilla is not what you think it would be. It's just like mm-hmm. it's so cool. I mean, it's it's a Godzilla movie. Like don't 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 overthink it. But <laughs> it, it's really fun to watch, and I, I think it'll be fine to watch on TVs. But I'm so happy it got to theaters here. And maybe the black and white one would be cool too. I'd have to. I don't know if I could I could sit through a black and white showing of it, but I bet it'll be beautiful. Today, when we're recording this, is actually the last day it's in theaters. Rip. Um, I did not well, get so, to go see it because I had to take my daughter to see The Boy and the Heron. How was that? How was that? Um, so, okay. So, hey. I like to think of myself as, I like, I think I'm a smart person. I think I have high media literacy. I understand what things are about. Oh, no. I, don't, I think that, I think I, that about you too, Justin. Thank you. <laughs> and I don't, I don't understand anything that happened. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah. And like, and my daughter. Like, can do that. And like, you know, my daughter's seven. And so like, she's like, I'm kind of confused. Like, where are they? And what are they? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know where they are. I don't know who he's talking to. And I don't understand what's going on. I'm pretty sure all of it is like allegorical and is just going completely over my head. Like I have no clue. Yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, look, it's beautiful, right? Like just, there's no, there's no other company on earth that makes movies like this anymore. So visually you know stunning i i it completely went over my head i was yeah i didn't hear a lot of buzz once the movie came out like the buzz was about the trailers right so i kind of suspected something was a little off there and you know i read reviews and they seemed like you know i I was like this big sign off for miyazaki and stuff which isn't true right and then you know they didn't really talk about anything other than like his art artistry which is like okay maybe that's what this is about (laughs) i mean it's very beautiful and i'm glad i watched on the big screen yeah, that's I did not cool. understand anything that was happening. <laughs> yeah, I want to like see it at, at Alamo, but I don't think it played there. Um, while we're on the subject of movies, Mark, you were saying that you've just started yep. your your journey into the John Wick universe. <laughs> I, I did. It's, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think it was they were just on the front page. They just got added to Netflix, mm-hmm. and they were just there. And I was like, dude. We've never seen John Wick, and people say these movies are like pretty good. Mm-hmm. So we should probably we should probably fix that. So we watched the first one on Sunday. Yo, that <laughs> movie blew me away. How good it was! Yeah, that movie was great. And Keanu Reeves is just—I mean, he's just so good. He's just so good. Agreed. And uh, so uh, it's got the dude from from Game of Thrones. Uh, is great. So mm-hmm. that movie was really cool. And so then it was like the next day it was Monday, and you know we worked and. It, 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 we didn't even discuss it. We just, we just, we just got dinner together. We sat down and we watched the second one. We're like, we're, we're absolutely, we're just, we're just jumping in. Mm. Uh, and then, the uh, 
so that's where we are right now. We've only watched the first two, hmm. uh, but the first, the second one ends with such a like cliffhanger that I cannot wait to watch the third one. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they're very serialized. They kind of go yeah. end to end to end. Yep. Yeah. I, I well, I'm curious to get your take on three and four. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I hear four is incredible. So, but I've I've also heard that one is the best one, which is like never like the greatest thing to hear when you're about to invest time in watching four movies to hear they, like. The first one is the best it gets. <laughs> they get well, sillier. They get yeah, sillier the way oh, okay. Fast and Furious gets sillier. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay. But they, they are all, I, they're all good. They're all totally worth watching, Mark. But yeah. Yeah. I, the, the second one kept it up. I thought the second one was, I thought it was great. <laughs> like, I, I had not anyone told me, oh, the first one's the best one. I'd just be like, yep, <laughs> these were both just really great movies. Let's let's keep it going. Um, but no, I thought they were great. I, I I don't know how Keanu Reeves moves the way he does. So <laughs> in the second movie, that's when it becomes a very much like he's just an American James Bond where he's like, go, he, it's almost like Kingsman, right? Is where he like yeah. goes, he's in Rome and he's like looking at guns. He's looking at suits and stuff like that. Um, and when he's doing the part with the guns, the way he's like flipping them around and looking at them, you can just like you can just tell he knows his shit. It's amazing how he just how he moves those guns. And then there's a part where he's got the suit and it's like bulletproof and he's like running at a guy and he's just got the suit in front of his yes. face. <laughs> what what a movie, man. It's great. Yeah. I'm having a good time. I'm also playing Suicide Squad. That's less fun. Mm. That's you know. But before we get outside of extracurricular activity, because I want to hear about Suicide Squad, I watched all of Scavenger's Reign basically in one sitting. Wow. It's one of the you know coolest things I've ever consumed. Yeah. Just it's amazing. It's so good. And I can't I didn't know that it was not like a self-contained series. Like it completely teases stuff. And I looked up like they're they have a sketch for other seasons if it gets renewed, which is not guaranteed. But um, it, it is it's unbelievable. And like I think, Justin, you said it really well. It's just like it thinks about life forms and like this really interesting way that, you know, has probably been in sci-fi that I just missed, but like seeing it all combined in one thing where it's just like, let's think about the craziest ways life could exist. It's awesome. I think it has the weirdest aliens I've ever seen. Yeah. I'll just like, I'll just leave that. That's kind of like my log line for the show. Like yep. the mm -hmm. most alien seeming aliens. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's genuinely disturbing and weird and scary parts and the characters you want to get attached to horrible things happen to and yeah it's just it's just really great it's it's just about like a crew being stranded on a planet but they're not really a crew they don't really know each other and they're not near each other and they all are just trying to get back to this kind of ship and, and like it's just everything that could possibly happen to you <laughs> badly biologically happens like just people just horrible things happen and it's oh, yeah. just amazing to watch <clears throat> A lot of psychological stuff too. Like this yeah. planet has a, a disproportionate amount of things that can control brains. Yeah. So it has a lot of that last of us thing in it, hmm. where it's yeah. just like people getting kind of taken over and controlled in interesting ways in three different ways. All right. Well, I, still, I still need to watch this. I will watch at least some of this by uh, before next episode. All right. Uh, moving on real quick. I, I put together a list. Um, you know, I, I like I like retro gaming, classic gaming, and I was I was I wanted to get a sort of a list of what's coming this year um, in terms of like remasters of old games or sequels to old mm -hmm. games. So I have a little bit of a list here that I wanted to share. First mm -hmm. of all, this month in February, <coughs> we're getting the Tomb Raider one through three remastered, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. 
I know Justin was saying we should temper our expectations. I haven't played any of these <laughs> games since they were first released, but I'm just I just like the at least I at least like the idea of revisiting them. Well, and they're doing the remaster the right way. If if you're not going to do a full on remake, like hey, the classic version is here and updated visuals are here, and like they're being thoughtful about how they're doing it, and they're doing all the museum stuff, which is nice. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Then there's the Irem Collection Volume Two, also in February. That's on the twentieth, and this one uh, includes. Sam, are you aware of this one? No. I don't know a lot of Irem games, but I'm sitting next to a very rare one right now called Motor Race USA, published by Williams. <laughs> well, that, one, that one's not in this collection. This one has Gun Force, which was a Super Nintendo game. I know Gun Force. Gun Force 2, which is an arcade game, and then Air Duel, uh, an arcade shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never played Gun That's Force, it? but like, looking at it, it looks cool. Hmm. Cool, yeah. Irem made Move Patrol, and, uh, and uh, what's, the, what's the gravity game? Metal... Um, Storm, which I really like. Oh, yeah, cool. The wonder you flip the robot yeah. upside down. Yep, 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 and cool. yes, and it had like parallax in the background. It's great game. What about Top Racer? That's also a Super Nintendo game. Uh, I don't know Top Racer. There's a Top Racer collection coming out in March. Oh, good. <laughs> Two, uh, Top Racer, Top Racer 2, and then Top Racer 3000. I don't know which platform that was on. But yeah, this is Top Racer. Cool. <laughs> it's just like OutRun. Yeah. It probably doesn't have as good a music as OutRun, though. No. And then speaking oh, of Super it has Nintendo a little games. bit of 3D effects. Yeah. That's neat. Then uh, <clears throat> speaking of Super Nintendo games, WayForward is remastering Clock Tower, the original Clock Tower. Wow. Yeah, that's the Mikam- Shinji Mikami game. Is that But I that? only know Clock Tower is, I don't know it pre-PS1. I only know it as like a Silent Hill. Like I, I didn't ever know there was a 2D 16-bit Clock Tower, I don't think. That was the original Clock Tower. It is wow. a uh, Super Famicom survival horror game and it looks like i've never played it but it looks awesome and yeah it's cool it. to be able to i mean just having a um you know it's a bit word heavy game i believe so like it would need to be translated to be remastered so yeah. that which is sounds awesome yeah it's very famous and then um there's a bunch of games that don't have any sort of release dates uh r-type tactics one and two cosmos is coming in the autumn what yeah i forgot about that we That's talked coming, about it on the show. I mean, it's coming back to me now. That's such a clever idea for like a spin on our type. And, and, and I've actually never played it. I think we there's so there's two of them, and it's just it's it's the R type ships and enemies and universe, but but, <laughs> but it's turn based combat like you know Fire Emblem or yeah. Final Fantasy Tactics. I've actually never played them, even though this sounds super up my alley. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think IGN gave these like a seven, so maybe that's why I wasn't. Felt, didn't feel a need to play them at the time, but I don't know. Maybe they've been able to improve them for the collection. And then, as we, as we mentioned recently, Shadow of the Ninja Reborn is coming. Shadow of the Ninja is like a cult classic NES game that was a Ninja Gaiden-like that was actually very good. And they're remaking that one with a 16-bit style with a bunch of the old the staff of the <laughs> original game. Cool. This is, oh yeah. Well, I, never, nope. I never played Shadow of the Ninja. Did you like this one back in the day? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know that I played it back in the day, but I've played it since. Okay. The, the remake, like, the graphics look so cool. Yeah, they made it look like more like a Super <clears throat> Nintendo game. Or like um, Neo Geo, kind of. Yeah, like, it looks really, really good. And then there's Shantae Advance Risky Revolution, which is finally uh, a Shantae game that was supposed to come out on Game Boy Advance, but never did. Ended up being canceled. Mm-hmm. And they're, are digging that up and actually finishing it and putting it out. And these are just, the Shantae games are just really good Metroidvanias. Yep. Wait, WayForward's on your list twice. Oh, I mean, well, this is like what WayForward does, you know. Yep. Yeah. 
Like yeah. they did they did Advance Wars one and two reboot camp last year. Mm-hmm. What I'm super excited for is Truxton Extreme. Truxton was a Sega Genesis yeah. shooter. That's really good. Hey, Truxton's, Truxton rules. Yeah, and they're just making a new yeah. one, not in a 16-bit style. This has more of a modern look to it, but it, it, you'll find like the same mechanics and power-ups as you did in the original Truxton. Yeah, that skull. I like that awesome. skull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, the one that I rounded up here, is, which is out in March, Euphoria the Saga 2, the Sunsoft game, Sam. Uh, Euphoria never was released in the U.S., is that right? Yeah, that's right. But it's like I mean, a it good came out of the, It was in the it, when it came to I believe the Wii shop. It was like a big mm. deal. Mm. Hmm. And they're making a sequel to this obscure NES game, uh, but not in an eight-bit style. It has like more modern graphics, but I think the gameplay is supposed to be the same. Mm. There you have it. Nine new retro games that at least I'm looking forward to checking out this year. You know, something I have pointed out to me recently is that everyone in the video game industry, including me, you know, uses the term retro incorrectly. I know. Yeah. But yeah, it should be a new game that looks like an old game. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like, because I thought about putting this together as a feature, but I didn't know, how do you word it? What am I, what am I actually rounding up here? Yeah. Well, but see, like something new that's made to look old would be retro. But when people say retro games for games coming out in the 80s or 90s yeah. or whatever, that would be vintage in every other industry, yeah. right? But like or, we just... Or classic. Uh, yeah, or classic. classic. Yeah. Um, before we get too far from it, I do want to hear Mark's take yeah. on Suicide oh, Squad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, oh, gosh. That's all. I'm super curious about it. I'm sorry to... to Pal World is over. Pal World is over. Now it's about Suicide Squad. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Well, let's just say Power World. One one hundredth the people. Power World by far the the better of the two. <laughs> Su- Suicide Squad is uh, yeah, it's just it's just not great. I don't I, I it's like I can't even fully nail down what's not great about it because it's just uh, there's so many things that are just it's just so average, and I I cannot believe that this is this mm. is this is the Arkham people. Like mm. I wouldn't believe it. Like. All of the characters are really bad. Uh, I hate the boomerang guy, but like he's the he's the one with the most personality, and he's the worst. The other <laughs> ones just don't really have personality. Harley Quinn, like they they kind of try with her. Uh, so the cutscenes are are for one, they're very heavy handed. They uh, they go on for an eternity. Uh, like we're not talking like okay, when's this cutscene going to be over? We're talking like. Oh, a cutscene's happening. I'm gonna put my controller down and like eat my lunch because they are Kojima levels of long, and they do not earn it at all. They they are just they are just long for the sake of being long. And then once the cutscene's over uh, and you get to play, then you're in for not a great time. the the The, the combat is just super boring. It's just like you're just shooting a gun, uh, which is like okay. And the gunplay is not great. It's just you're just shooting a gun. And like to get your health back, you shoot their legs and that makes them stagger. And then you go up and melee them and you're like, cool, this is (laughs) this is just peak video game design. But it sucks because sometimes you'll need health and you'll shoot their legs and then the stupid shark will come out of nowhere and he'll just kill the guy. And you're like, they didn't think about that. The fact that your bots are always going to be killing the people you're trying to farm for health. (laughs) Stupid. Anyways. But between the missions, which are just like incredibly like boring, it's just like, hey, there's a, a point over there, run over there and protect it. And you're like, okay, cool. This is Call of Duty. Um, it's like there's traversal, and the traversal 
is so bad. It, you go so slow in the game. And so I'm playing as Harley Quinn, which I'm hearing is like, oh, you're playing as the worst character. No, it's bullshit, man. You have four characters. They should all be decent. There shouldn't be a worse one. So, like, it's not my fault that I'm choosing to play as Harley Quinn, and that's the worst character. It's your fault that she's the worst character. <laughs> um, anyways, she swings so slow. It's like Spider-Man <laughs> on his first day, and he's, like, afraid of heights. Like, he's he swings so slow, and... I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things where you're like, okay, I'm done traversing. Now I have to do this combat. Oh, okay, the combat's over. Now I have to watch this incredibly cringe cutscene. The people defending this game, I don't know. You you got low bars, man. I'm sorry. This <laughs> game's not good. <laughs> Maybe this team was just making this on their lunch breaks, and then the real Batman game will be announced this year and come out very soon. I mean, I think yeah, that's, maybe. that's part of the way, like, why this, like, look, like, mediocre, you know, 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10, and our score isn't out yet, to be fair. But, like, you know, mediocre yeah. games come out all the time, but I think part of why this one is, people are so agitated about it, is the opportunity cost of like, they made three amazing Batman games and then nothing for nine years and then this. And And I think that's the part that makes people so mad is not Mm. that like this kind of so-so game came out, but like, but instead of, you know, one of the most beloved trilogies of all time, like a a natural continuation of that. Mm -hmm. Just, it's a shame. it's like the whole idea was like when, what was the third Arkham game? Arkham Origins. And, and sorry, I meant the third one to actually come out. The one not made by Rocksteady, right? And right. some people didn't like Arkham Origins, but you're like, well, that's okay though, because this, this isn't Rocksteady, right? right. Uh, and then Arkham Knight came out and, and people liked it. I don't think people like it as much as City, but people no. still like it. Right. Um, if this were like a game that was just made by a Warner Brothers studio, but not Rocksteady, I think it would. I think it would be. But I'm not even judging it off of like this is Rocksteady. It's just not a good game. I don't care who made it. And and what's weird about it is uh, WB came out with an open world game last year that has not even a hint of microtransactions, mm-hmm. and that game was great. Well, Hogwarts Legacy. So well, it's like, it was the best selling game of the year. <laughs> Right. And so it's like this game, you can you can 100. I mean, it's people are saying it's not egregious with its microtransactions. There shouldn't be microtransactions. This is a $70 game. Like there just shouldn't be. But you go to the costume menu and everything's locked because you got to pay for it. And I I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I what people are seeing in this game. And there's just way too many good games out right now. Well, they haven't played like it, so it. they're not seeing anything in it. They're just, oh, yeah. It's just nonsense. No, but, but the people um, that are playing it spent 100 bucks on it, which is like, that's insane to me, too. Yeah, I, that's not the, time, the defense force right now. We'll wait till next week to see what people are, are saying about it. Um, how, how's Metropolis? Like, that's an interesting setting. You know, there's never been like a big 3D open world metropolis aside from Superman 64, I guess. It's like there's not a ton to do in the game. You're just kind of like the part I'm at. I'm only in chapter three, but it's like you're just kind of going around the city. I will say like graphically, it's gorgeous. It looks great. Like the character models in the cutscenes, and then the city itself all look fantastic. And I'm playing it on PlayStation 5 and it it runs really, really good. It makes me wonder why Arkham Knight, or is that what it was called? No, Gotham Knights. I, it makes Gotham me wonder Knights. why that game was locked at 30 FPS on, mm. on as a PS5 only game. Because this game, in my opinion, looks better than Gotham Knights, and it runs beautifully. So, uh, 
but yeah, the city's the city's fine. It's it's an open. Did you do any city. of the Riddler trophies? No, because uh, I I've gotten to, I've gotten to the part where you're spo- where I can be doing them, but I am gonna save it for the guide. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just not gonna make progress. I work on the guides team, everybody, mm-hmm. so I play games a little differently. <laughs> uh, but they are there. Anyways, that's my rant on. You know, one thing I'm not, I won't belabor the rock steady point anymore, but I will say as a fan of the idea of killing the justice league, I'm also a little pissed off that like (laughs) they took that idea. Cause that is like the coolest idea. And like, and I, a game where you're like doing like a, you know, we've talked about this before doing like a shadow of Mordor, like nemesis system with like taken over by brainiac, you know, Mm -hmm. superheroes that are in like, their own, you know, different regions where they're wreaking havoc and have minions and stuff like that's so cool. That could be so cool to kill Batman and Superman and the flash. Just like do that all in this like really neat, like, you know, carefully made game about like how difficult that would be. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And this, as from what I understand, it's like, well, <laughs> as long as you switch your ammo, you'll be fine. Yeah. That's all it took the whole time. Also, uh, we were very like, kind of wondering about game length apparently uh, again like nine years in development this game can be beat in like a day like it's very short yeah well, it, we, it we was, beat it, it was multiple people on our staff one yeah. one year per hour of storyline which granted there's a bunch of non-story gameplay in there and being a little you know reductive yeah, yeah, on yeah. purpose but, but like, yeah you, but can, still. you can mainline it in a day and then i, I i'm not sure about the end game too much because i'm not like what's the what's the service stuff gonna be like what are they gonna add over well, years. I mean, I know that like they've already showed like you play as the Joker and stuff, but I don't know what the nature of like mm. what those story expansions are. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Not well, for me, man. Not this, not good. When this episode is out, uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League will also be out. I will not be playing it because I'm playing another game with extremely <laughs> long cutscenes. Uh, I've played two to three hours of Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. And it's entirely watch. It's entirely cutscene. Yeah, I've not actually played. Wow. It. I hear it has that crazy start. And I was yeah. ta- I, I was telling uh, Nick Lamone, who plays played a lot of it already. I was like, man, I was playing like a dragon for a couple hours last night, but it was all cutscenes. And he was like, oh yeah, it's about four or five hours of cutscenes before you get to play the game. Great. How, how do you feel about that, Damon? Well, it's like I like the I like the the previous game. I like these characters. Uh, the the writing is good. So it's like it's not painful to sit through. But I do think it's a little egregious to make you sit through something longer than Killers of the Flower Moon before you can actually play the game. <laughs> I was just trying to get a vibe on how much we should keep recommending Death Stranding because Death Stranding is very much the same way. It's like I, four I remember of scenes. Th- right I remember that from the beginning. I was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like I said, it's the characters are great. It's well written. It's fun, so I can I can handle it. But I'd, I'd rather be since it's a video game. I'd rather be in control. Mm-hmm. This game probably earns you watching its cutscenes, though. Yeah, it's like part of the Yakuza <laughs> games. It's like the 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 story couldn't take itself more seriously, and the melodrama, and you're invested in like, oh my god, like this drama, and then like everything surrounding the story couldn't be more silly and off the wall and insane. And it's this combination that shouldn't work, and yet somehow always does, game after game. Yeah, it's great. Two, two to three hours of cutscenes. I'm not even in Hawaii yet. Still in Tokyo. Wow. 
Um, Damon, I have two quick shout outs. Okay. Uh, one is uh, happy birthday, Susan. Thank you for being a GameScoop super fan. Um, but second, can I talk about a game I'm playing real quick? It's yes, so cool. Please. I want to give a, I want to give a shout out to an indie game. It is called The Void Reigns Upon Her Heart. I actually think it's a Danny game. So mm. it's like a mm. mix of roguelike, roguelike, like Binding of Isaac with Bullet Hell. Um, mm. So um, mm. it's a boss rush game. It's got 102 bosses in it. And each one sort of, it's got a really cool pixel art style. Each boss can be played on like level one difficulty where they, you know, barely shoot any bullets at you at all. And then up to level 10, level 12 difficulty where it's just completely insane just like you know stuff firing at you constantly and so each run is randomized like you're gonna fight 10 different bosses each time and then in between each boss battle you get a different power up like you move faster your shots split into multiple shots and so um you know i'm just like i'm playing it every single morning before work i'm playing it every single evening after work um it's on steam it has 697 steam achievements in it um and so like, I'm not even a, an achievement hunter by nature, but, like, you know, each boss is, like, they give you these challenges of, like, beat a boss by breaking off every single part of them. And so it's, like, these alternate methods of, like, winning and defeating things. Like, it's great. Can't recommend it highly enough. Um, actually, I'm not even normally a, a, an early access game. This game's still in early access. But, you know, I'm making an exception just because I'm completely addicted. Also, it's, well, its Steam reviews are overwhelmingly positive. Uh, but, Justin, did you know this game is from 2018? Yeah, it's been an early access, so it's a single developer, and he's been working on it for five or six years. Um, and it's got that vibe of like, like again, like Binding of Isaac is like this, or um, like Stardew Valley is like this, where it, it, it's the best kind of scope creep that's like so generous to the player of like, mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna add a quick play mode and a high score mm-hmm. mode, and we're gonna add like a bot, you know, like all these different playable characters and all these different branching story paths and 600 achievements and alternate unlocking methods of things. And like, it just always gives you more and more and more and more um, in like, you know, again, in a positive way, not a negative way. And so mm-hmm. every evening I fire it up, I try to target, like, I think I want to try to get these 10 achievements for beating these bosses in these 10 different ways. And then that's what I do. It's great. All right, that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Rodell, or Rodell, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, there's not, not much of an explanation this time, so let's let the questioning begin. Hmm. Did this game come out before Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time? Yes. When, cool. did, when did that game come out? That's not a question. Oh, 2002, 20, 2003. 2003, yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, did this game come out in the seventies or eighties? Yes. Sweet. Cool. Whoa. Is this, is this game on the NES? Yes. Did this game have an arcade iteration? Yes. Nice. Uh, was well, this game developed in the United States? No. That's five. Hmm. Was the company that made this game still around? Yes. Is it from after uh, 1983? Yes. Ooh. Okay, so is it a shooter or brawler? No. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah, that interesting. is interesting. I, I, I'm not listening to the questions because I'm just distracted by the camera <laughs> switching. <laughs> but now it's you. I know, and I don't know why. I wasn't talking. I think Gilbert's, I think he's trolling us. He doesn't have a B-roll to play, so he's like, you know what? I'll no, just trip these dudes up. It's he it, could be playing B-roll of this game. It's because it, it was because it was your turn. Your turn oh. to ask something. That's what Joe said. He's like, Mark Medina wasn't out in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> uh, it's, it could be a driving game. Yeah, could be a driving game. Um, not a shooter or a brawler, but an after 83. So it's like, it's not something, you know, weird like Qbert. Mm-hmm. It might, I, I'm thinking um, Sega or Capcom. Capcom was all brawlers, right? I mean, Sega had some weird stuff though. Like we we talked about Outrun already. You know, there's stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Dri- the first driving game, not racing game. Um. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Is this? Do you drive a car in this game? Or, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Oh. Okay. Too late. Thank you for answering. I was gonna rephrase to drive anything. Drive anything. Yeah, it's probably fine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be so uh, mad. If, this, I'm gonna be so mad if it's Cobra Triangle. <laughs> can you see? Can you? See, oh, how about this? Is this a two-player game? No, that's ten. Single arcade player. NES single-player arcade arcade game. Yeah, but not. That's a, pretty unusual. Not a brawler. Would you call Punch Out a brawler? Or is it? Is, mm, I don't know if that one. counts. Yeah, yeah, it could be a Nintendo game. You're totally right. Yeah. Arm wrestling or. Now, well, I don't know, but it came out on NES. So, and, and like that's a little bit of a stretch to say Punch Out came out on NES because it was Mike Tyson's Punch Out, different game. Yeah, but then they did. There was a version that had Mr. Dream at the end instead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But th- that's just, it's yeah. just not the same as it doesn't have the wireframe little Joe or anything. No, like yeah, it is different. It's uh, not a. Was this a Nintendo or Sega game? No. Uh oh. But the company's still around. Not a shooter. So, so that so, eliminates. So Capcom, probably? Well, I mean, Konami, yeah, Konami, Hudson. You know, no, they're not around. Sorry, could be, could be Bomberman. That's not a shooter or a brawler, or a driving game. Yeah, it's kind of puzzly, right? But it's not. It could one. be a Taito game. It's, There's a lot of Taito games from that time. But it is. Oh, what about Bubble Bobble? It's one player. Bubble Bobble's two player, right? But that's oh, yeah, a, famously, yeah, yeah, one that, player. That's a good. Is Bubble Bobble in the arcade? I only know it as an NES game. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Is the cabinet yeah. cool? No, it, it's. I think I think it's only a conversion kit, mm. so you, you're going to get a painted black asteroids machine yeah. every time. What was that? Uh, what was that dragon game? And like in the arcade, dragon, it was like dragon a true slayer. Dragon. What was mm-hmm. it? Dragon slayer. Dragon slayer, but that was developed in the United States. Oh, yeah, okay. cinematronics. Oh boy, we should be able to get this. The yeah, developer we'll is still it. around. Is this a, is this game? Well, what about like? Mm, is no. this game part that's of a Hoobie? series that's been around through you know recent times? How how recent is recent? <laughs> but, I don't know. Within the last decade. Uh no no. So no, it's not Metal Slug. Yeah right. Maybe yeah. it's Contra. Yeah, but that's a. Sh- I would call that a shooting game. I don't know what I would yeah, call that. Yeah, that's true. It's also two player. Also always. two player. Yeah. Man. Um. Mm. I, I kind of want to know if it's like a sci-fi or military or fantasy game. Yeah, can't be that military though, right? If you're not shooting. What if it's Rygar? Ooh, 
That's pretty good. That's pretty. I like that. Came out in both. Or um, was but kind yeah, of a brawler, but kind of more in an action game. I wouldn't call it. There's a also a bunch of ninja games, like a lot of them. Yeah, and like but, it was all ninja games, but not Ninja Turtles because that is a brawler. Um, yeah. Well, we could ask if it's based on a license. Yeah, I don't know if that would help us though. It doesn't really sound like it is. I think it might be Rygar. I think that's pretty good. It is it help? It's helpful. Like I'm having trouble picturing. Like is it like a, is it like a side scrolling viewpoint? Yeah. I mean, I kind of call that a brawler. Though. That's what's kind of confusing. Um, we could ask just if it's a, if it's a fantasy game. Sure, because that's a fantasy game. Is this a fantasy game? No. Oh. Well, it's not Ragnar. <laughs> what if it's like the first Street Fighter? But that's that one's single player, right? That's a good. That'd be weird. That'd but, be a weird but- one. I don't think that's on NES. I think that was on Sega. Well, Street Master Fighter System. Street Fighter 2049 is definitely on NES, but the Street Fighter one in the arcade is actually a two-player game with big buttons, like big buttons you can punch. So that's probably not what it is. Did we ask about Capcom yet? No. I, I think it'd help if we just knew if it was straight up Capcom, but we could include something else in there. We haven't asked about. Wait, Nintendo. that probably wouldn't help. It might Still help. We, broad. Ha- we don't know if it's Nintendo, although we eliminated Punch Out. I think did we or did we not? Not really. We didn't really eliminate. Is this yet. a Nintendo or Capcom? No, no, game? sorry, hold on. No. Wait, we uh, asked if it was Nintendo or Sega. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And the answer yeah. was no. So should we do Cap- no. yeah. Capcom Konami? Is that helpful? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's pair them up. Is it a Capcom or Konami game? Yes. <sighs> well, how many questions do we have? You're on. You're at fourteen. <clears throat> oh boy. Okay. Oh, That's no. not bad. Oh, it's not bad. It's not. You should bad. probably just narrow it down. You can with just one question, that just to like you know. Okay. Fine. okay. Is this a Konami yeah. game? Yeah, there you go. Is it a Konami game? Yeah. Question? No. So Capcom. All right. Yes. All right. So there are some. There's a lot of licensed Capcom games, but they weren't really in the arcade too often. But we got our uh, we got our you know like uh, shoot 'em games. I'm trying to think what came home, like Strider. Yeah, I'm really hung up on it being single player. Strider, yeah, Strider. Strider's a pretty good guess. It's a ninja game. It'd be helpful. Then, how many other ninja games did they make? Was yeah. was Mega Man ever in a th- arcade? It was. It was, but I don't think it came. The, there was like fighter kind of. There's kind of fighter Mega Man games in the '90s. Um, Bionic Commando is another one, which we always talk about. That's a pretty good one. Um, do you shoot a gun in this game? Yes. <sighs> okay, so it's not Strider. Is the gun your arm? <laughs> no, it's not a Bionic Commando. Your arm is a uh, is is a just a extendo arm. No, I meant because what if it's Mega Man? He's got the oh Ma- yeah, he's got the Mega Buster. <laughs> do you play as a Bionic character in this game? Yes. <gasps> okay. Do you want to ask? Still could be Mega Man. Do you want to ask? Could be Mega Man. Still could be Mega Man. (laughs) You should ask if he can't jump. It still could be Strider. (laughs) (laughs) Can you jump in this game? No, sir, you cannot. (laughs) Oh, yay! Is it Bionic Commando? Bionic Commando. Question nineteen. Yeah, was worried. I've never actually played the arcade version of this. I kind of want to check it out. Wait, you can't jump in this game? Oh, you're Spider-Man. Cannot jump. You cannot jump. Yeah, the arcade is very different. It has a much more like kitty cartoonish uh, visual style, and it's it's just linear. Right. So you just go from stage to stage. There's no like overworld map where you can go wherever you want. 
Okay. It's not bad. Yeah. Cool. Incredible game. Yep. Yeah. I okay. can just hear the music. <laughs> this looks like it has better Harley Quinn traversal than Suicide Squad. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Like, this is it has what really it looks good like, traversal. but it's just worse than Suicide Squad. It's a very late game level that we're seeing here that you would never see in Bionic Man. Oh, I love Spoilers. the bases. Wait, and have, have you not, are you aware of, like, what happens at the end of this game, Mark? And who, like, who the no. villain is? And Let's show it. Show, yeah, okay. tell me. Come so, Gilbert, Bionic Man. Gilbert, Mark, pull quick, up. Mark. Pull up. Hitler's this head is... exploding in Bionicle. Oh. <laughs> remember, this is for adults only. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna ask Mark the quick speed round three questions: who he thinks the final boss is gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> because I might have got there. The Mark in yeah. in Japan, it, it, this game is straight up called Hitler's Return. Wow! <laughs> and then for the U.S. release, they scrubbed all of the like Nazi imagery out of it and the wording, but they just they just left Hitler in there. <laughs> and they call him Master D. Yeah, he's Master D. <laughs> Wait, why? What the fuck? <laughs> I think, well, well, first of all, they would have done that because they had to in Europe. Mm. Because in they, you know, they would only, Nintendo of Europe would have distributed in Germany. They're not allowed to have that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they probably only wanted to localize it once. I, I would assume that's probably what, why it is. Mm. Is that they would localize it for the West, basically. That's and, so funny. Because, you know, That's you couldn't great. choose a language on NES games. You were like, you're going to get English or or Japanese, right? Right. <laughs> okay, here it is. Here it is <laughs> there Mark. he is. And sorry, listeners, we're going to watch Hitler's face explode in Bionic Commando here. And Mike is going to see this for the first time. Well, the uh, hopefully we don't have to I wait mean, too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, however, if this is the whole fight, we're not going to get to it. Because yeah. you still have to do that jump in the end. Do you know if you if you, if you miss that shot, what happens? I've always made it. <laughs> you jump off. You jump off the side of this thing. Yeah, and then you have to shoot him. Yeah, but like I don't know what happens if you miss that shot. I think so like, is, you must is, be able to miss it. Is Adolf? Is he driving this spaceship? Like, is His he head, inside? Is he piloting it? I think he's like a cryogenic head. The the moral oh. of the story is: if you get a shot at Hitler, you best not miss. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. This is yeah, this Gilbert, is something. I, I, I want to be like, is this where Wolfenstein got its? But Wolfen, I don't know when the first Wolfenstein came out. So yeah, scrub, you know, yeah. Ahead, Gilbert, I mean, Gilbert, ahead. okay, 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 okay. Ah, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. This is an NES game, Mark. Oh my gosh! Ah, it's so good. <laughs> that's that's worse than the hamster in the microwave. Oh, much that's worse. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. That's awesome. Yeah. My, what, however you know, old I was, eleven. 10 or 11, I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> David's just, just throwing up and just, yes! It's so good. A gore hound was it's born. so gory. Uh, oh, and then, of That's course, great. the famous... Oh, and then you still have to escape. The, the, this base will explode in 60 seconds. Explode him. <laughs> oh, it's gonna explode, right? dude. Gotta get, out, get out, out of there. It's gonna explode. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, the, the remake of this Bionic Commando Rearmed is, is one of my favorite games ever. I just love it. It's yep. so good. That was really good. And then, was great. Yeah, so they remade it in the Xbox 360 era in PS3 mark, and it's great. And then they made a Bionic Commando Rearmed 2, and they effed the whole thing up because they gave you a jump button. <laughs> we don't oh, want no. a jump button in here. No. <laughs> they betrayed its, its, its design. Well, what are you going to do? Still it's, have the original. It's funny that you were talking about, you were bringing up Punch-Out a couple of times, because I think both Bionic Commando and Punch-Out are uh, examples of arcade ports that were better than the arcade yeah. versions. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the NES version nailed it in those. Isn't that strange? Whoa, that looks like, what great. What a time. Though. Yeah, that this looks is, super and so, This is rearmed. And so is Rygar. You're right, Rygar. <laughs> Rygar famously became a Zelda-like when it came home. Yeah. And in the arcade, you just kind of walk left to right and hit stuff mm. with your shields. Yep. All right, nicely job. Thank you for the suggestion, Rodell. Viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for video game 20 questions, email them to me at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Sam, do I look, can I look forward to uh, sitting here in person with you next week? Yeah, I'll be in the Los Angeles studio, and I'm literally looking forward to it. We'll find some uh, that stash of GBA and uh, Game Boy Color games and play some. <laughs> Damn, now I want to go. Well, come on. I'm not, come I'm, on over. I'm not stopping you. Come on. <laughs> Drive on in. I was, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Mark. Thank you to Jobert working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Soup, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.